Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Uh, Sally Ride, lesbian. Was she? The first uh, female uh, astronaut was a lesbian? Mm-hmm. Why wasn't that more well-known? She was notoriously private. Really? Yeah. Isn't that something? It- America, we sent the first lesbian to space. <laughs> and don't take it away from us. The Russians will never win that space war. They're burning the gays, killing the lesbians. We're sending ours to space. <laughs> Which is kind of offensive as well if you think about it like that. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kitzel. Uh, roommate Mike is also here. How you doing, guys? Thanks. We're doing well. Thank you, Mike. As a matter of fact, not that well. Marcus <laughs> and I made some predictions on last week's episode. Yeah. I would say they are technically positive. They were positive predictions about what was going to occur in Ferguson, Missouri. They were not right. <laughs> they were probably, possibly, probably, definitely the most wrong predictions in the history of radio. I was closer. I predicted peace. I predicted one block being a mess. Right. So you beat me barely. I beat you by a block. Congratulations, Marcus, <laughs> by one block. Thank you. Ferguson burnt to the ground. It is not doing great. 12 businesses, including the Napa Auto Parts. And I'm sure there was somebody who needed to get their fuel changed the next day on Tuesday or Wednesday, and they're just they're running on fumes and ruining their Dodge Ram. Rats. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Burning down all those businesses, it was an absolute disaster. CNN and MSNBC were desperately trying to find peace, uh, peaceful protesters to interview while they're, uh, during their news coverage, but there weren't a lot of them out there. Uh, during uh, the night of? During the night of, Ooh. Monday night and Tuesday night, both no. CNN was just like, but there's a lot of really great people out here as Don Lemon is uh, dodging Molotov cocktails like he attempts to uh, attempts to dodge disses on Twitter over his <laughs> bite it off uh, comment or question when it came to a woman uh, alleging being raped by Bill Cosby. Don <laughs> Lemon's had a rough week. Real rough it week. It started off with him interviewing a woman who was forced to give oral sex to Bill Cosby. <clears throat> Absolutely disgusting. I can't even imagine the sludge that comes out of that man's vein. And, uh, and he just oh. told the woman, "Well, uh, if you're giving a blowjob, can't you just uh, can't you just bite it off? Just no, Don Lemon. It's not you at a fetish party in the West Village." He's like, "Well, every time I've been forced to give head that I don't want to give, I just bite down real hard on Bruno's dog. He comes immediately." 
Not everyone can go through the Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon um, uh, it, uh, a self-defense course <laughs> when it comes to being forced to give blowjobs. And then they immediately send him to Ferguson, Missouri, where I dare say he was the lightest black-skinned person there. And uh, I would argue probably one of the whitest people uh, in that town on that night. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine so. Even the, the, the reporter from New Orleans. Right. Blacker than Don Lemon. Sure, everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is. And I like Don. I think that he's a creative guy in a lot of ways, and he said some things that go against the CNN narrative when it comes to uh, you know black culture and stuff. He's almost channeled uh, Bill Cosby in some of his statements regarding pulling pants up and things like that, which I don't know why people are so obsessed with the saggy pants. I don't care. If you if you if you if you're wearing the saggy pants, just make sure you have clean underwear on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at least the, the top I, of it's clean. At least the top. But I mean, I've seen some kids. You can see the whole. You can see the whole boxer. The mm-hmm. whole the whole brief there. <laughs> and I say, good on you. <laughs> you know, that's the only reason I don't sag my jeans. It's not because I enjoy old country music and I'm from Wisconsin and I'm about as white as a human being can possibly get um, without having to be Swedish. Swedish, <laughs> but it's because I got dookie stains all over my underwear and I got to keep my pants tied up. God damn. Leave my, me alone, Marcus. <laughs> my butt's too big. My pants won't go down uh, under them. Your butt is too big? I got big old bubble butt. I'm sure you could figure out a way to pull your pants down under, underneath your bubble butt. Ferguson is an absolute disaster. My ex-girlfriend, Mara, uh, for the long-time listeners of the show, you remember when she was my girlfriend, and then there was a time I tried to get her back, and then I could have gotten her back, but you know what I didn't do? Get, get her, her back. back. Yep. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, her parents were 20 miles away uh, in, uh, in a neighboring um, area there, right right outside of St. Louis, boarded up their windows, did the whole thing. They were very nervous about a, a bunch of uh, different uh, uh, places getting burned down and stuff, but uh, it didn't spread that far. No. Either way, you know, if you are uh, – if you're the family of Michael Brown, uh, especially uh, – particularly Michael Brown's father, you just have to be like – no! Don't burn down the entire town. They well, also except went- for Michael Brown's stepfather, yeah. who started chanting, "Burn it down! Burn it down! Burn it down!" <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, Michael Brown's mother didn't necessarily remarry up. <laughs> you know, maybe Michael Brown uh, was was a was a good uh, husband and a good father, but she chose to divorce him or never marry him. And then the stepfather there, he was one that Michael maybe liked more <laughs> because he's definitely more fun than his reserved sweater wearing father, almost dressed like Bill Cosby in the 1980s when he was doing his CNN uh, interviews. Uh, But yes, you're right. Uh, The stepfather definitely gave orders and I'll tell you, he's a little Hitler and he's a little, he should get into uh, public life because people followed orders. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, yes, sir, General Patton. Burn it down and indeed they did. Uh, But uh, Darren Wilson is getting a little bit of comeuppance. Turns out, no severance package. Oh, that's sad. He got five hundred grand from this uh, a GoFundMe, one of these websites. A, yeah, a white gal who, I mean, you think that white uh, liberal women are absolutely disgusting when it comes to their like, um, like. Uh, there's a woman on Twitter. I don't even want to say her name, but she constantly attacks Michael Che because Michael Che, uh, of course, our good friend, he's the Weekend Update uh, Saturday Night Live Weekend Update co-host. Uh, he's doing a, uh, an amazing job, and I think he's in uh, Chris Rock's new movie uh, coming out here very, very soon. Four-time, four-town uh, roundtable <laughs> over the year, Michael Che. 
she thought that he wasn't being um, he wasn't being uh, poignant enough nah. about the event. Every black guy uh, who wants to do just who wants to do comedy, who just wants to live their life, all of a sudden has to write a uh, a guest who is coming to get, uh, dinner, a Sydney Poitier, <laughs> uh, t- t- you know, blog piece about it. Otherwise, they're not uh, authentic as white liberal comedian woman. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but yes, uh, we were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about Darren Wilson's GoFundMe campaign. Apparently, he has gotten almost half a million yep. dollars, but it seems like there is a little bit of uh, red tape to get through before yeah. he actually gets that money. Because apparently, it has something to do with it being a nonprofit. They put okay. it as a nonprofit, uh, but obviously, someone is profiting from this. So it is. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt he's going to get that money. Really? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Cause I I, they, I wish- because GoFundMe got quite a bit of heat from all of the George Zimmerman money uh, right. that flowed through that site last year. Uh, so I think they're trying to stop that sort of bad press from happening once more. As we often rate serial killers from best to worst, I'm going to say uh, we I would agree Dahmer is better than Dennis Rader. They're both terrible people, but Dahmer wasn't so punny and Dahmer felt bad about his actions and Dennis Rader was more of a sociopath. Yes. I'm going to say Darren Wilson is better than George Zimmerman. I'll go ahead and, I mean, if I we're going by man. degrees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I'd say so. Darren Wilson is at least a cop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a big starting point. Yeah, and speaking of being a cop, the uh, nonprofit that raised money for Darren Wilson, guess the name. Oh, my God. Um... Four in the shoulder, one in the stomach. <laughs> no, how more. many shots were there total? Seven? More copy. More copy. Oh, okay. Um, um, NY, NY uh, no, it's not an NYPD. I'm going to say uh, um, behind, behind, the, behind the blue shield. Oh, close. Oh, maybe. Uh, maybe uh, You're close there. You got one, one word right. Okay, was it blue? <laughs> shield. It's shield. Shield. Okay. <laughs> um Shield this man from all the spit coming towards his face. <laughs> shield of hope. Shield of hope. <laughs> the shield of hope, it sounds like the Iron Dome that protects Israel. Shield of hope sounds like a government initiative trying to block nuclear weapons from being able to hit uh, California. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, yep, shield of hope. 500 grand. I hope that he does get it just so Darren Wilson can walk down the streets of uh, wherever he happens to be and a TMZ reporter can be like, how has the money changed you? You know, and then you can be like, I don't shoot black kids anymore. <laughs> I don't have to. I don't got to. <laughs> I, don't even, I shot one black kid, and all I got was $500,000. <laughs> uh, Darren Wilson is beyond demonized right now. And, you know, the fact of the matter is he wasn't indicted. I guess you have to sort of leave the guy. Uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's his life is uh, he's got to go somewhere. Yeah. He's just got to get out and just go be a recluse in Montana for 15 years or however long it takes him to get a beard that makes him unrecognizable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A beard that's unrecognizable. I think that this will go away faster than George Zimmerman will. Or well, I, George Zimmerman kept on getting back into the news. If For those that don't recall, after George Zimmerman murdered Trayvon Martin and got off, um, I have no idea how that happened. Still very confused about that. At least Zimmerman got a trial. At least Trayvon's parents got a trial. Yeah. 
and all the evidence was out there. I think that's one part of the Ferguson issue that people are very upset is just how under wraps it was, and uh, you well, know, also the way the there wasn't pros- much transparency, and also the way the prosecutor approached the grand jury process because it usually when there's a grand jury process, the prosecutor is supposed to push for some sort of indictment. Right. However, the uh, the tact that or the uh, the track that this prosecutor decided to roll on was that hey, I'm just going to give them the evidence. Let them decide. Right, right. Yeah, so there was no, there wasn't even the least bit of aggression trying to get this guy indicted. Well, he gave him, a, he allowed uh, the defense to have a, a large say in the grand jury, and usually the prosecutor just lays out the, the complaints against. Yeah. And they don't, and then of course they had all the people go in and make conflicting statements about what they saw that night. Some were probably telling the truth, some were lying, and the whole thing got messed up. Yeah. But, um, but with, uh, with George Zimmerman, after he killed Trayvon, after he got off, he was in a, he was a hero. In a true sense, when he rescued that family from the burning <laughs> SUV. Oh, we all forget this about that. This is one of the way. most underreported stories in the Zimmerman situation. He's he was out of he was out of the uh, out of court yeah. for two weeks, I think. Yeah, he's driving down the highway, just looking for looking to be a hero, <laughs> like he always fancied himself. And sure enough, an overturned SUV on fire with a family of four just appears on the side of the road, and he goes and rescues the entire family. So he just stayed in the, and then of course there was the uh, multiple assaults on his girlfriend and her father and the uh, random gun discharges and breaking of an iPad, I believe, which oh, yeah. that's a federal crime. Yeah, there was a lot going on with uh, George Zimmerman. I think Darren Wilson will. I don't think there's, yeah, I think maybe that's what you're talking about there. You're saying that George Zimmerman wanted to be a hero. George Zimmerman was such a uh, unbelievable renegade, he couldn't even graduate the police force. At least Darren <laughs> Wilson became a cop. You know, he has a little bit of intelligence in that, to that degree. He under, he went through the proper steps of being able to kill a black guy in America, mm-hmm. get a badge to do it. <laughs> it's like when you work at McDonald's, you can't just flip burgers without a name tag. You know, mm-hmm. you got to earn it. It's sad. These, these protests were awful. And uh, apparently... Uh, the Black Panther, the new Black Panther Party had uh, something to do with them as well. This story is going to be a little segment that Marcus and I are going to officially call Ben and Marcus desperately try to sound not racist. Mm-hmm, Marcus, good. what are the facts? <laughs> <laughs> well, two men, uh, members of the black new Black Panther Party, uh, were caught trying to buy pipe bombs in a law enforcement sting last week. Apparently the two... They were trying to buy them pre-made... Uh, they were trying to buy the materials to build a pipe bomb. More organic. I like that. That's your grandma's pipe bomb. That's DIY, not, my friend. Yeah, that's not going to the frozen food section and getting a tube of cookie dough pre, pre-made and just slicing <laughs> it up and putting it in the oven. No, this is this is mixing all the ingredients this together. Is, this is a do-it-yourselfer. That's right. Oh, do-it-yourselfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, the two men were indicted last week on federal weapons charges allegedly uh, that on federal weapons charges that they had allegedly planned to bomb the Gateway Arch. Uh-huh. In St. Louis, the famous landmark, right. and to kill St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Robert McCullough and Ferguson Police Chief Tom Jackson. However, Jeez, that, that's a hell of a lot of things to do. I would assume over this one Monday evening. Oh yeah, that's tricky. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's tough to do, Marcus. Yeah, that's, that's a real. That's a real tricky thing. Yeah. It's a hell of a plan. Yeah, you know, definitely, uh, certainly not a uh, a lazy. 
uh, proposition. No, not. you know the Golden Arch. This is an elevator system. That's pretty. The Golden. It's, it's the monument. Yeah, I don't which, know. If, is it called the Gold? It's the Gateway Arch. The Gateway Arch. The Golden Arch is McDonald's. McDonald's. Oh my God! Oh, I want McDonald's. It, I, Marcus, can you Google if there was one McDonald's burnt in Ferguson? I would be. I, I swear to God, if there wasn't one McDonald's burnt in Ferguson, these protests weren't so bad. Well, there is an actual riverboat McDonald's right in front of the Gateway Arch. Really? I've I've been there and I've seen it. And I've walked on it. it. Is it is sitting on the Mississippi River? Oh, I don't like it one bit. Too close to a McDonald's bombing. Actually, the McDonald's in Ferguson was the epicenter really? of the conflict. <laughs> what? what? Was that the first place burned? It was blocks away the, from where uh, Michael Brown was shot dead, but apparently there were plenty of clashes between protesters and law enforcement in the weeks uh, between the shooting right. and the non-indictment. Okay. Yeah. As you can see, there's a picture here of it. quite a few fat police officers prote- uh, protecting the McDonald's. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. Yeah, I have a feeling they had a vested interest. <laughs> Where are we going to eat lunch and dinner if they take down, if they burn down the McDonald's? <laughs> oh, man. So these Black Panthers, the new Black Panther Party, I don't want to get it confused with the Huey P. Newton and uh, Bobby Seale Black Panthers, the 70s Black Panthers that were unbelievably uh, important for their communities. Um, Curtis Sliwa, I just interviewed him yesterday on the Ben Kissel show. Uh, he's going to be on this show next week. He started the Guardian Angels, and we were talking a lot about that. That, that first Black Panthers party was needed because the cops were patrolling those streets like like a Mississippi, you know, like it was just brutal and they were just beating the shit out of random people. Oh, yeah. This new Black Panther Party, I don't think is quite a necessity. Well, of course, the new Black Panther Party, they've come out against these two guys and they've said, listen, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We don't know these guys. We don't know these guys. Uh, Of course, they've distanced themselves from them. But the reason why the bombing didn't actually take place. They had a change of heart. Mm. No, they, uh, they said, you know what? Maybe burning down the gateway arch isn't the best way to remember michael brown's body and legacy nope were they saying something about let's go to mcdonald's because chicken nuggets are for 99 cents right now their ebt cards ran out uh. <laughs> EBT, the benefit cards. The benefit cards. The yes. government benefit. Benef- cards. Government benefit cards. Yes. Forty million people on welfare. Yes. And then these are these are three of them. <laughs> these are these are three of those people. Two of them. Two of them. Two of them. But they were also. So they were trying to. <laughs> They were trying to buy materials Desperately for a pipe trying bomb. to sound not racist. Uh, no, I mean, no, that's the thing. I am not, no, this is not even... They were buying <laughs> materials to make a pipe bomb with a government credit card. Yes. But then they spent too much the day before yes. buying cheese doodles or something. <laughs> you, I mean, soda. Let's just say soda. They're not good with money. Too much... <laughs> I'm just going to say that if you can't get your EBT or benefit card finances in order enough to be able to afford all of the uh, fertilizer and things that you're going to need to make the pipe bombs you really desperately want to have to blow up the Gateway Arch, man, you got to go to finance school. <laughs> just like Google something. Watch the infomercial with the guy in the suit with all the question marks on it. Just get some answers. <laughs> Well, they were caught in conjunction with that, and uh, when that didn't work, they went uh, underground oh. to try to buy it, and of course ran into a sting operation. Of course, yeah, that's and where that was ultimately how they got caught. That's where it happened. So this was a big get for the uh, for the police department out and there. The guys' names were Brandon Orlando Baldwin and Olajuwon Ali Davis. 
Oh man, both twenty. Well, one of them they didn't know their age, but the other one's twenty-two. Davis is twenty-two. So young, early twenties. Young, young ignorant fellas. There was another guy. Uh, obviously, these Ferguson protests they went worldwide. I mean, they took it everywhere. It was like um, the zoo tour that U uh, two tried to do. Remember that? <laughs> I remember zoo. worldwide zoo, whatever. Uh, Bono should be dead, by the way. Uh, he la- <laughs> last week, a, a plane door opened on him. Yeah. I believe he got a, he got hit by a something. Uh, he was on oh, a no, bicycle. He, he got hit by bicycle. a bicycle in Central yeah. Park. Yeah. He, he got hit, he, Bono got hit by a bicycle in Central Park. Should have died then. And then he got uh, into a plane and the door flew open. This is Final Destination. <laughs> Dr. Death, the angel of death, is just chasing Bono right now. But his jet-fueled uh, jet, uh, lifestyle is just too busy for death to keep up. He's like, why are you you're going to South Africa to take care of Ebola now, Bono? I'm trying to kill you in Central Park. I've been here for two goddamn days, you know, eating at the finest restaurants. I love scallions. Now you're already in South Africa. Then finally, you know, uh, uh, Angel of Death gets to South Africa. Bono's in London kissing the Queen's hand. Death can't even keep up with this guy. Oh, he was in town to do a week-long stint on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, okay. And they canceled the entire week, so Jimmy Fallon had to bring on all new guests. Oh, because he got hit by the, by the bicyclist. Because the, the bicycle accident, like, broke his arm or something. Yeah. Real did... American hero. <laughs> Thank you, random bicyclist, for taking Bono off our goddamn television screens for an entire week. I did see a headline that just said, Bono's injuries actually pretty serious. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> no, he's done a lot of good things for a lot of people. His music is terrible, but... <laughs> okay, that's fine. Anyway, but the protests have been all around, uh, and including right here in New York uh, City. It was very peaceful, actually. I will say, New York City, there was a hell of a lot more peaceful than the environmentalist march. Oh, yeah. That we had a couple of weeks back. Uh, no doubt about that. It was cleaner, and people were more polite, except for one individual who did something that I actually think is really badass, <laughs> uh, because fuck the police commissioner, Bill Brad, and he's not the worst guy on earth, but he's a police commissioner every now and again, like a person, like a model who wears fur in Hollywood, they gotta be splashed with fake blood. Yep. <laughs> Diego Ibanez, 26 years old, he's an Occupy Wall Street and immigrant rights activist, apparently splashed blood all all over police commissioner Bill Bratton right. during Ferguson grand jury protests. And this is a guy for the that splash of fake blood. Uh, the sketch group Murder Fist uses about a gallon each show. Mm-hmm. We know what this stuff feels like. It's sticky. It's a great color red. Bill Bratton just ended up looking like a total badass. Yeah. Covered in blood. He looked like he just shot a guy in the face and then calmly walked away. He did. And Bill Bratton's just like, oh, my wife told me to dye my hair. This is fine. I'll get a new suit tomorrow. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. But uh, what is it? A Benez? Uh, Ibanez. Ibanez, he is going to be in Rikers prison for a good long time, and they're not going to mess around with this individual whatsoever. Charged with obstruction of government administration, disorderly conduct, harassment, criminal mischief, and assault on a police officer. Which, is it really, I mean, it's is the fake blood, that's an assault, I feel like an assault has to be something a little bit more like fist to face. Yeah. You know, but I guess technically you it's attack, an assault. When you attack the commissioner in any way whatsoever, I mean, it could have been some sort. What if it got in his eye, Ben? 
Well, then it's it's just corn syrup. You just wash it out. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten fake blood in my eye a lot over the years. Right, right. It's fine. It washes right out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's totally fine. Yeah. But this guy, it's a mandatory seven years for just one of those charges, and that charge is, of course, assaulting a police officer or an MTA officer. If you ever come to New York City and you get drunk and you think there is freedom in New York, which is a misconception a lot of people have when they first get here, mm-hmm. that they think, oh, it's New York. I can do whatever I want. You can't do anything. No. I promise. I promise you that. Uh, you get seven years if you uh, slap an MTA officer, and you certainly are going to see seven years in prison if you splash blood on the uh, commissioner. So this guy is going to be serving a very, very long sentence. I'm going to guess eight years minimum. Eight years minimum. The prosecutors are going to love prosecuting this guy. He's going to send a message. I mean, the whole thing is a perfect storm for a prosecution. I mean, it's everything that they want all rolled up into one. He attacked the commissioner. He, uh, well, attack, quote-unquote, attack. Right. He's an Occupy Wall Street activist, right. which of course the courts love to throw the book at them and an immigrant rights activist as well he also educated he worked with third graders i believe it was second or third graders in an after school program i don't know if he necessarily should be working with children maybe not in the mindset at this point in his life to be educating and uh forming opinions in the minds of youth quite yet maybe when he's like 40 or 50 when he's had a little time to digest his political opinions and realizes that throwing blood on bill brandt isn't going to do jack shit to change the world Mm -hmm. other than get your uh get your world changed because it'll be surrounded by four walls and a toilet uh for the next goddamn how many years Mm -hmm. and it gives us assholes something to talk about right so thank you thank you that's nice (laughs) i like the i mean i like what he did i just you know you gotta know that you're gonna be totally fucked for a very long time if you do it and then every cause that you ever had that you wanted to be passionate and wanted to crusade for is going to be obsolete because you're going to be a, a muted voice inside of a prison wall on a goddamn island. I'll yeah. tell you what, man. I bet he's going to come out of that place being a prisoner rights activist. I, I would <laughs> hope so. And hopefully one of the best. And hopefully one of the best. We need more of those. I'm not sure you can actually bring that picture into court though because Bratton's walking around like he just doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. Bratton's walking around like yeah. Ric Flair. It's <laughs> Ric Flair out there. Like as a member of the Four Horsemen hanging out with Arn Anderson and the other two that nobody gives a shit about <laughs> well no i mean it's like he's at, uh, out of the episode of the sopranos he's like yo you fuck with me i'll fuck with you dude like oh that's you know, the thing yeah. and like, bill brand's <laughs> gonna take the stand and it's gonna be malicious and it's gonna be a total nightmare <laughs> but again ferguson 12 buildings burned even more than that uh hundreds of thousand dollars in property damage we know for a fact one body found in a car but that was just a murder yeah that was a straight up murder no doubt about that uh and there was another thing during hurricane sandy i don't know if you know if you can google it or not but hurricane sandy um anytime there's a major national uh event anytime there's chaos on the streets there's going to be people who are like this would be a great time to kill tom yeah. You know, like this would be the time to murder that dude who owes us $300. During Hurricane Sandy here in New York, which absolutely devastated the city and shut everything down, a bunch of Dominican bodies. Yeah. A bunch of Dominicans were just murdered. Mm. And it was probably by Mexicans. Mexicans and Dominicans aren't exactly, uh, you know, um, uh, Ozzy and Harriet. Did you say it, Hurricane Sandy? Was it Hurricane Sandy? No, it was 9-11. It was 9-11. Even, okay, I, I apologize. Even worse. Even worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they took, during the chaos of 9-11, uh, yeah, we heard this story. This was not reported anywhere. This is a, this is a, we'll admit, this is a hearsay story. Right. Uh, that you hear, in New York, you hear all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, that doesn't get reported in the news, but apparently up in Washington Mm -hmm. Heights, I believe, there was just a 
on the day on 9-11 just about eight guys just disappeared off of the streets right just i mean they're just, they were just gone the murders weren't ever investigated nothing yep. came of it just gone and there was one body found in a burnt out car i believe in ferguson yeah that was just pretty much a guaranteed hit situation they uh they shot him i think the way that michael jordan's father was shot on the highway on the side of a highway in wherever north carolina or wherever he was traveling through but it was definitely a a a, a, a gang revenge situation so just all madness broke out God, this guy wasn't Ferguson. just he just wasn't shot his accelerant was poured on his body and they lit him on fire probably while he was still alive i would assume oh yeah yeah probably i yeah. do love the smell of gasoline oh, i love the smell of yeah. gasoline me and my grandmother always bonded over that <laughs> we did. My father thought we were nuts. But fuck my dad. Who cares? He was wrong about the smell of gasoline, and he's wrong about his stance on gay marriage. Yes, he is. I'll tell you one thing, Marcus. Family's falling apart. Yeah? Yeah. Still? Real nightmare over there. Is it just tumbling, bumbling? Tumbling, bumbling, dude. I'll tell you one thing. If I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida over Christmas and a bunch of riots bro- break out, don't be surprised if my parents are found dead in a burning car. <laughs> I'll light them on fire. I thought that whole thing was kind of... I'm, gonna, I'm, taking, I'm taking it full, full 180. I'm going to 180 it the way that the Haitians, which my parents go to a Haitian church, the way they necklace and burn gays, I'm going to necklace and burn my parents. I thought it was pretty much just that we're not going to come to the wedding, but we're okay no, they're with tripling it. down. Oh, they're tripling they're down. They're going well, nuts. For, for listeners who don't know or remember, uh, Ben's uh, brother just got married to his partner, Don, a few months yep. ago, and Ben's parents refused to come to the ceremony. Refused to go. Very sad stuff. But they're acting. They're act, everyone's acting like a bunch of children. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Ferguson. Let's get back to some lighthearted stuff. <laughs> Can't deal with his family anymore. Good Christ almighty. The one thing about this, one positive thing, and uh, this is something that we've talked about on this show before, um, the Michael Brown, his parents, specifically his biological father, is pushing very hard for the cameras on officers. Yes. And this is one of the best things that could happen. Uh, there was a, uh, a police commissioner in the Dade, in Dade County, Florida, that did it. Uh, reports of uh, uh, misguided reports of police abuse went way down, and uh, police misconduct against innocent people that I'm sure was occurring went way down as well because everything is caught on camera. That is one amazing thing that would have uh, gotten rid of this entire story. This story would not have existed if this officer just had a camera around his neck, a little lanyard, a little a GoPro. Uh, you know, you can sneak a camera into the into the head of your dick at this point if you just want to film the back of your zipper. I mean, you know, you can get you can get cameras the size of a piece of sand. So every officer in this entire country should be we- wearing a camera at all times, and that's the one piece of uh, legislation that might come out of this Michael Brown case that would make the situation at least meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know, because certainly the protest didn't. And certainly, uh, you know, the uh, the people siding up to the left and siding up to the right and just only wanting to hear about how he's a thug, he's a racist, whatever, a bunch of both, both completely wrong, you know? Yeah. He's an 18-year-old kid, and he was a cop who got scared. That's what it was. And, you know, it, it, that's it. And a camera would have alleviated every single piece of misguided, race-baiting, Al Sharpton and uh, Drudge Report, uh, you know... Um, if Sean Hannity, you know, ra- they're both race baiters. Everyone's race baiting in this case. Everyone's got their side. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, that would have gotten rid of all of it. So hopefully the cameras on the officers. And by the way, this is you watch that show, Cops. It's the best show on TV. <laughs> 
This is nothing but cops reality version. Yeah. So if you're a smart police officer, you have a good editor, you say, Dear Officer Darren Wilson, put in your footage today. The editor watches it and like, oh shit, we got a good episode here. <laughs> he shot a kid and that would then lead to uh, a prosecution if the videotape uh, thought that it uh, warranted it or uh, lead to uh, 22 minutes of great television. You know, I'm really wondering why. Speaking of other things that could come out of this, I'm really wondering why people aren't making a bigger deal out of this Tamir Rice situation. Okay, go into this. Tamir Rice was a 12-year-old boy who was shot while holding a BB gun by right. a rookie cop in Cleveland. Uh, the BB gun did look very real. I'm just going to say that. I think this rookie cop was wrong. Yeah, uh, the BB gun did look really uh, very real. But in a further, I guess, further damning information, even if the BB gun did look very real, uh, it's come out now that the rookie cop watched him lie in agony for four minutes as the kid lay dying. Right. Uh, and he gave him no first aid whatsoever. And he fired on him two seconds after uh, he pulled up his car. But this is it's actually caught, this is caught on video. It's and thank God it is, and yeah. I think that's gonna that's gonna tell the story of what happened. And has the video been released yet? Uh, yeah. And uh, what are people's reaction to the video? Uh, people's reaction to the video. I'm not really sure what the reaction is to the video, okay. actually. Well, we'll look into that more, and we'll talk about it on the next episode. I know when I was a kid, I used to walk around with a fake BB gun. I mean, there's a real BB gun, uh, but a fake gun constantly. I used to run around my backyard and whatnot, and the idea of an officer pulling over and shooting me for it is uh, is obviously... Uh, it, it's not the it's not the America that uh, that we were meant to be living in, I don't believe, whatsoever. These cops are trigger-happy, and they're scared. Yeah. You know, you have that Liang guy, the officer Liang, the rookie cop. Although he was he, 18 months on the force doing these things called vertical, uh, vertical patrols in the pink houses, which is a very dangerous area in um, in New York, in the uh, in the housing, um, in the city housing. And uh, basically, he just shot a random guy who was walking down the steps with his girlfriend coming out of the seventh floor. And uh, he just got scared because his finger was on the trigger and saw a person that startled him and he shot him. Yep. I mean, these cases are just, they're they're just scared cops. Didn't the original report say that he fired just up into the air and it ricocheted off something? It doesn't rick. I don't know. The guy was shot and murdered. It doesn't matter. If you fire up in the air and you're in a goddamn hallway, you're a moron. It's, you're not Saddam Hussein celebrating your 18th election. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're, you're not some Middle Eastern fella, you know, uh, you know. Uh, you know, uh, thanking a fella for marrying your daughter. Yeah, I'm not defending the guy at all. I, just the original report I He's, saw on the news was that yeah. it, it was a ricochet. It it's has re- been ruled a homicide. Good. I mean, the, I mean, it's ridiculous. You, you can't just... The, these cops need to stop being scared. However, just because something is ruled a homicide does not mean that someone is going to get charged with a crime. Sure. No. And it's very difficult to uh, to get an officer charged with anything. And it's said that the pink houses are the worst housing projects in the United States. Well, it's bizarre. Out in East New York. This which you the, couldn't pay me enough money to go out to East New York. No, this was the first time I've ever heard about this vertical patrol. Basically, it's two officers that just go up and down uh, the housing unit inside. Like, like literally rats with guns mm-hmm. to some degree. <laughs> um, and the one thing about this, did we talk about this on the last episode? I don't think we did. The, one, the, the thing about the Liang shooting was the light was out. And uh, the city hadn't come out to replace it. I have a little bit of mixed feelings about the whole thing. If you live in the apartment building and you know the this light was apparently out for like months. Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, the city never came. We called the city and they never came to change the light bulb. How many does it fucking take? <laughs> well, I mean, maybe it's How very many people? high. It's no. I mean, get, no, who get, does it? No one has I, a ladder. What do you need a ladder for in the projects? To change a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, how many city how many city employees does it take to change a light bulb? One after a dude's been shot in the stairwell. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you have there isn't. I, I was reading that I was just like, if you live in that unit, you know that light is out. Take some initiative, maybe, and just change the fucking light bulb. Yeah, this whole thing is about a a, a forty nine second a forty nine cent piece of technology Thomas Edison created whenever amount of years ago. I mean, it should be pretty simple. Then mm-hmm. just go change a goddamn light bulb. But it's not the community's fault there. But I do think, you know, if you notice the light bulb is gone in your building and it's been gone for eight months and you really want to do something about it, do something about it. Yeah. So then you have a dumb rookie cop come in there and shoot your friend. It's awful. These cops have gone wild. Yeah, they have. And I would love to see uh, that piece of shit who made that uh, Girls Gone Wild show do something about cops gone wild. (laughs) (laughs) Them just getting raped on camera when they're drunk. Oh, Jesus. That's all. That's all. What was his name? <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. Yeah, I can't remember his name. He's a piece of shit. He's a terrible man. He was. In, he got sentenced to prison. Hmm, real naked girls and amateur lesbians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that schmuck's name? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, Girls Gone. Don't wild. just look at. Now you're just looking at Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> Joe Francis. Joe, Joe Francis, Francis Joe. needs to do a series called Cops Gone Wild, and he needs to get. He needs to get cops drunk, and he needs to, he needs to bring them into his uh, little uh, trailer there that he had all these girls in, and he needs to have them stripped down naked and get molested by him. That's exactly what he did to those girls, and that's exactly what he should do to all these cops who have shot somebody. Wow, he's got a $500,000 warrant out for his arrest right now. Very illegal, this guy. I'm sure there's going to be a GoFundMe. Maybe Darren Wilson will give him money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just maybe. Do you see that cheese dick smile he's got going on that He's picture? a total cheese oh, dick. Oh yeah, he's God. awful. Yeah. I like that term cheese dick, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. He looks like he eats young girls' souls. Uh, he, well, he does. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's a rapist. Oh, he's, man, he's you got to see this, man. This is oh, bad. Right, let me, I, Joe Francis is... Oh, he's so... No! <laughs> What's worse than a lawyer? A guy who looks like one who's not smart enough for law school. <laughs> Good God. See, Ben, that's why I'll never fix my teeth. No, thank that's you. What, that's what perfect teeth look like. Steve my Buscemi. Teeth, my teeth have character, Ben. You do, yours do. I never make fun of your teeth. Steve Buscemi. You make fun of my teeth constantly. They are terrible. But <laughs> Steve Buscemi was told to change his teeth, and he didn't change his teeth. And right now, he's the goddamn emperor on Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I love him on that show. He's amazing. I've been he's watching great. that show lately. It's wonderful. It's a great show. Yes, it is. Um, all right. There were so many other news stories to talk about, but hell, I think that uh, you know we've covered enough here. Yeah. I think but, we're good. Um, join all the Facebook pages. Pages, and uh, that's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. If you want roommate Mike's on Twitter. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Michael Epps. Michael Epps. Uh, E-P-P-E-S. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Not the comedian. No. No. <laughs> no. Honestly, could not be more opposite. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have as much uh, skin pigmentation. <laughs> no. True, no, true, no, true, true. Or uh, lacking melanin. Charming <laughs> yeah, exactly. like a villain. <laughs> or money, by the way. Give me some money. Yeah, right. Michael, the real Mike Epps is rich as shit. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. 
he would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.